0: down. The hum of 18 wheels. Lord, that's the lonely sound. I spend all day chasing that old white line. I've been on the road so long. I've lost track of time.
1: Hey friends, this is Chapman Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Ministry, and I've got my partner with me.
2: Hi, my name is Fred Mooney, and I'm excited and honored to be here in the cab with Gary Rayburn. And we are going to have Church on the Road for you today, folks. So sit back,
1: listen, and enjoy our program. And if you'd like to get more copies, just give us a call
2: at 618-383-2107. Or log on to LonesomeRoad.org.
0: stacks my address is 408 414 a big blue mac now it don't matter where i'm going i just gotta drive
1: That is the road is my life, and that's a song I wrote with the help of Dennis McKay of uh, McKay Project. Dennis has a great studio down in Mississippi, Columbus, Mississippi. His studio is one fifteen A. And if you'd like to give Dennis a call, let him help you with some of your projects. Then he would love to hear from you. Dennis's phone number is. Uh, 662 889 2829 And Dennis would love to hear from you. So give him a call. Well, we've got a great program today for our listeners, don't we, Fred? Yes, we do. We have another great message by Tony Mac McMullen. We're pulling another one out of the archives. I love to hear Tony. Yeah, Tony, Tony Mac, uh he talks on this program here, he talks about being in Orchardville Church and winning some people to the Lord up at Orchardville. What a great church. <laughs> well, that's our home church Fred, so uh, go ahead and give us uh, give us
2: give our church
1: a plug. Uh,
2: if you happen to be in the area, we're in beautiful downtown Orchardville, Illinois. Uh, phone number 618-835-2677. We have uh, Sunday schools at 9 and Sunday morning, and if you come to the adult class, you'll get to meet me live and in person, or you come to preaching at 10 o'clock. We'd love to have you. We're going to treat you every way we can, and we know one way you'll like it.
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Fred's our Sunday school teacher, one of them. We've got many, but uh, Fred's uh, class is, uh, what room you in, Fred? I'm in room 103. 103, and you'll find me sitting in there along with Fred Mooney, and we'd love to have you come join us at Orchardville Church. And if you're an over-the-road driver and you'd like to stop and visit us, then you can give me a call at 618-383-2107. I'll tell you where you can park and spend the night and go to church with us at Orchardville Church. So we got a great message by Tony Mack, and he's, he's talking about being a witness.
2: There's nothing more important than sharing your testimony and being a witness. We're all witnesses one way or another.
1: Amen, amen. And talking about sharing your testimony, i tell you, there's a, a group that is uh, partners with Lonesome Road Ministries called... They're called uh, Sunshine Road, Kevin and Rochelle Nelson, and they have got some great, great music. And Kevin's testimony, he has put to music, and it's called Life's Lonely Highway. And it fits uh, this program really well. Kevin and Rochelle do a radio program called Saddle Up Radio and you can even hear Lonesome Road Ministry on Saddle Up Radio. So we're, we're part of that program too. And we'd love to for you to tune in to Kevin and Rochelle's radio program and Saddle Up Radio. And you might even hear Fred Mooney on there. All right. <laughs> so here is a, a song by Kevin and Rochelle Nelson. And this is Kevin's testimony, Life's Lonely Highway.
3: There was pain in my eyes My heart was slowly breaking As I took another hit of speed And drank my whiskey down I could see my mama cry As I come down off my high It wasn't an escape, but a prison That I found. I have traveled life's lonely highway. I have slept down in the rain. I've been cold, Lord. I've been hungry. Never have to travel that lonely road again. Lived on hell's half acre, down to my ropes in spent all my money. I lost every friend, colored flowers of madness. Blossomed in my mind Stealing time from heaven Uh, Ain't been no easy ride I have traveled Life's lonely highway I have slept down In the rain I've been cold, Lord I've been hungry, never have to travel that lonely road again. As I grew older, I've done my time. Jesus picked me up when I reached the end of the line. I have traveled life's lonely highway I have slept out in the rain I've been cold, Lord, I've been hungry I'll never have to travel that lonely road again No, I'll never have to travel that lonely road again. All right,
1: friends, I know you enjoyed that song. And if you'd like to uh, contact Sunshine Road, Their website is sunshineroad.com, so log on to their website, contact them, tell them you heard them right here on Lonesome Road Radio. So, let's get into uh, that message by Tony Mac Mcmullen. Fred. What's the title of this message? Being a Witness. Tony Mac Mcmullen, Being a Witness. And uh, Tony Mac uh, went to be with the Lord in 2016. At the age of 58, he had a heart attack. But his ministry has continued. His wife Candy and his daughter Michelle McMullen are carrying on this great, great prison ministry that Tony Mack started called FreeInChristMinistries.com. Check it out. Log on and help them continue this great ministry that Tony Mack started. Here is our brother, Tony Mack McMullen.
4: You know, I was going to speak this morning on being a witness. And I begin to think about the witnesses in my life before I got saved. We need to be very, very careful what we speak to our children. My dad's side had a had a had a family. None of them believed in God. They all uh, would talk about God as if he was some kind of monster that killed kids. And my mom's side. was was totally the opposite. They would all talk about God with, and and not only talk about it, but live it. They lived the lifestyle. And I would, you're seeing two different people here, but I want to tell you every day of our life, the Bible says there's a host, many, many witnesses that are watching us. You might come in here, you might hear... Kenny give good message. I love Kenny. Kenny was there with my for my wife Em and Rita when her mom died. He he was her pastor. Last night she said he was my pastor. He's mine too. Amen. <laughs> he come seen me in the prison. Amen. I started crying the first time he came. I'll never forget that. We were automatically brothers in that visiting room. I knew that he loved me. I knew that he cared about me. Before he ever shed tears, he said, "It's hard to leave you here, son." And I said, "I'm not alone. Jesus is with me." I know, as witnesses, I, you know, I want you to turn to Daniel chapter one. I'm going to share my testimony in a minute. I just feel like I'm supposed to this morning. But I want to share a little bit of God's Word too. I'll give you a short version of my testimony because I believe that many of you have already heard it. If you've heard my testimony, hold your hand up. Hallelujah, there are some that have not But uh, I I want you to go to 1 Daniel. I mean Daniel chapter 1. Verse 8. Well, let's, let's set this up a little bit. Uh, Israel had been taken captive by Babylon, and Nebuchadnezzar had, had said, Bring the young men to me, men without spot or blemish, that have wisdom and knowledge. And when he, was, he was getting ready to set them up, he wanted to use them. And so let's look at verse six. And now among these were the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names, for he gave unto Daniel the name of Belteshazzar, and to Hananiah Shadrach, and to Mishael Meshach, and to Azariah Abednego. Now here's the scripture that I want you to hit because this is what I did when I got saved. It said, but Dan- Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat. Yeah. Now I want to go back to this one, one word. Purposed. He made up his mind. He was going to serve God. I just That scripture right there jumps out to me. Though he had been taken captive. Though he had been captured and taken away from everything he knew. Up until that point in his life. The future was very uncertain for Daniel right then. There was not a lot of hope. If you looked at the, at the immediate future, it didn't look like there was a lot of hope, but the Bible says that Daniel purposed right then, even among the unsure, even when we didn't know what was going to happen tomorrow, he purposed in his heart right then, right there, that he was not going to defile himself. When I got saved, I will never forget. I made up my mind right then, right there. Satan wasn't gonna win no more.
1: Praise
4: the Lord. He may knock me down, but I'm getting back up. He may be uh, win a little bitty battle, but God's gonna win the war. Amen. Yes. He may have small victories in my life, like on my way up here last time. Can I share a little bit with you? I remember I was in, I was coming to Fairfield. I was speaking at a a men's uh or at a uh uh drug rehab over there. They brought a bunch of people in from different places, and I was speaking over there. And I remember, man, on the way up here, I was having fun in the Lord, and and I. it went out to pass the truck. I looked. There was nobody behind me. I was going to pass this truck. And, and all of a sudden, I seen two lights back here. It came from way back. That guy must have been going 100, 110 miles an hour. I don't know. But he, he just flew up on me. And I was going a few miles over speed limit. <laughs> But he just flew up on me and he, he, he got angry at me because I didn't step on the gas and let him away. I kept going the speed that I was going and I pulled over immediately to let him around. He was angry. He pulled up beside me and started just running his head at me through that. And I'm thinking, Lord, help me here. <laughs> help me keep a cool head. And I waved at him and said, that's all right. I'm sorry, whatever, you know, go ahead well he jerks around in front of me and slams on his brakes when I do I hit my brakes but I, it, it done it, I didn't expect that so I, I, I had to swerve out to miss. seemed the truck behind me had to swerve out about got a car and he took off again he got back beside me again and, and he started running that head at me again and now I'm really having to pray God help me because <laughs> I'm getting mad you know and all of a sudden, he pulls in front of me again and hits a brake. When he does this time, I pull up beside him. I roll down the window and said, quit fighting with your mouth and pull it over. <laughs> I was going to lay hands on him. <laughs> He's going to heal just in a minute. Amen. <laughs> He pulled over, I pulled over, got out of the truck. He took one look at me and shot out of there, man. And I remember saying, thank you, Lord. Because if I'd have spanked him right there on the freeway, and the officer pulled up, and they pulled my past up, they're not going to believe That I'm a minister out here whooping folks on the highway. (laughs) In fact, the next day, what would have been in the paper? Ex convict, prison minister, boxing on the highway. Well, see I have a responsibility not only to my family and Christians and see I failed the test I still should have should, I fall sometimes David I mean Satan gets a little bit of a, a of a victory but he's not winning the war That's right amen. I'm getting better I'm a whole lot better now than I was amen And I'm still every day I get up I purpose in my heart that See, the Bible says that we were created to glorify God. Is that cool? That is awesome. That we were created to glorify our Savior. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Man, I love that. I love that song. And you know what? It seems like whenever we mess up, there's 10 people watching. You know, we'll we'll walk out that church door today and we'll all be so polite in the parking lot. We'll be saying, No, brother, you go first. Oh no, 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 you go first. Oh no, brother, I wouldn't have it. You go first. We look like at them two chipmunks, you know, on TV. Oh no, 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 no. You go first and then we get out to the stop sign and somebody cuts us off and we'll be using that finger <laughs> oh Christians don't do that do they we'll be cussing we'll be using vulgar language that's right, that's right. we get mad and we, and we fall short and it seems like man we'll be five miles down the road surely nobody down here will see us and right when we mess up, and usually it's a little one that you've been witnessing to. Boy, is that how Christians act? I can act like that? Boy, there's a host of witnesses watching us. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Man, I had a guy got up one time and said, and I had trouble with those names. I always do. I have big names in the Bibles throws me off. I usually say hard word. Quit whispering in church. Witnesses watching you. Last night I told a brother I was going to hold him under till he bubbled. And I didn't care which end it come out of. Amen. He said, I'm coming out of that barrel. I said, all right, buddy. We got a guy baptized last night. He'd gotten saved yesterday. Several people over there got saved uh, at, at Orchardville. That's Gary's church. I don't remember how many years ago that it was that I met Gary right here in this church. I'd give my testimony. His son talked him into coming. He came up to me at the end of it. He said, Tony, can I I share your testimony? He said, is there a copyright on this? And I said, sir, it's not mine. It's God's. And I said, you, you do whatever you want to do with You make a million copies of it. And I really didn't think he would. I, you hear people talk about that all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> he did. <laughs> I got a call the other day. I answered the phone like I always do. It's Tony Mack. He said, you, Tony Mack, you have testimony on CD? Yeah. Oh, I just listened to your CD. It touched my heart deeply. You could win thousands. I am in Nairobi. When can you come? <laughs> I'll get on a motorcycle, I'll be there tomorrow, hey, Amen. get emails from Pakistan, Afghanistan. Can I tell you something, our, our country is missing it. There was a time when we went into battle and we asked the Lord to go first. And God blessed America and made us a strong nation because we put him first. And now America has the big head and I think it's just our country. That uh-huh. it's our land that makes us strong. <laughs> and we've decided to take him off our money.
5: Yeah,
4: yeah, come on. Take him out of our schools. Yeah. We don't want him in the courtrooms. We don't want him in the monuments. <laughs> it makes me sick to my stomach. To see what our government is doing. Yes. It breaks my heart. It, it breaks my heart. It's, it's all about me anymore. It's not about him. Yes. Yes. Our country is just falling apart. And we as Christians are so confused. What to do? What to do? The Bible says stand. Stand. Be the soldiers I've called you to be. We have a mighty voice, but we're being silent. We can't just get on a computer and say, if we sign this, this will make everything go away. It's going to take some unity. It's going to take some marches. It's going to take some hard times. And I wish somebody would raise up and say, let's get this together. Because we're letting a few change what many, you know, it, you ask people, "Are you a Christian?" And, and everybody will tell you yes. Yet, just a few people are whining. You know, and I'm like this. If you don't like that, get out. That's
2: right. That's right.
4: If you don't like our country, you don't like our God, man. Go to Iran. Have have a little time over there. Go to Iraq. Live there, man. It breaks my heart. It really does, and, and it's. It's scary because we see a, a country right here that had begun to serve false gods, and God got tired of that, and He turned them over for idolatry. The Bible says, but boy, there were four Hebrew children. You know, it don't talk about no one else, but it talks about those four. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, there was a big statue made, and everybody was supposed to bow to that statue, but they said, no, we won't bow. We're not going to bow to that thing. Yes. And they brought them before King. The king said, turn that furnace up seven times harder. And he took the men and and the men that even threw them in there. You know, what's awesome is I know there was a bunch of people crowded around that got sick of hearing about their God. Uh Just like our nation, there's a bunch of people don't want to hear about God anymore. But there were a group of men, their voice was heard. We will not bow to you, King. We only bow to our God. And he can deliver us. Oh, but here it is. They said, even if he don't, we're still not going to back. Turn it up. Do whatever you want to do. And they cast him into the fire. Listen to me, when I lived with for the devil, I lived for him 100%. When I got saved, I'm going to live for God 110%. Those men live for God 110%. The king said, I thought I told you to throw three of them in there. There's four of them in there. Oh, one of them looks like this guy Jesus they're talking about. Get them out of there. Get them out of there. They didn't even smell. Their, their eyebrows weren't even singed. Amen. No smoke even smell on them. Daniel. Was cast into the lion's den. Lions couldn't even open their mouth. Amen. The point I'm trying to get here. Is there was a host of witnesses watching. Can I tell you when I got saved. There was a group of people watching Tony Mack bunch of people, now listen to me I, I went from prison to prison to prison to prison y'all have heard my testimony, I'm going to just run through this, I killed the man I killed the wrong man that man, I was friends with him and with his whole family, I got into an altercation with a guy over a drug deal that went bad I drove, we had four different gun fights I drove by his house to kill him and I shot the wrong man this man had the same Hair texture, same build, same size. Looked just like him from the back he was standing in that man's front yard. I thought it was him. I shot him with my shotgun. They catch me, take me downtown, come to find out it was not the right man. It was my friend. I knew his whole family. I knew his brothers. I knew his father and mother. I knew his son and knew his wife. His little boy loved his dad. In the courtroom as the, we were picking a jury, I, got, I had to look into the eyes of his family. I had to look into the eyes of that little boy in that courtroom. Devastating because when he looked at me, he trusted me. He believed, he believed I would never hurt him. And you know what? I would hurt him severely. I took his father from him. And in that courtroom, his little heart was, was broken. And I remember looking at him and his little face shouting, why my dad? Why my dad? Guilt and shame was all over me. I remember them giving me a 30-year sentence and sending me to prison. Candy told you my life was upside down. There was a hatred inside of me, a violence inside of me, that many men inside the prison feared me. Candy would come and visit me, and she would bring scripture. She would always tell me about Jesus. She would pray. She would bring the kids up to see us, to see me. When they would leave, every time that she left, every letter she wrote, every phone call she tried to witness to me about Jesus. I remember the guilt being so strong on me that at times I would just rob people at Shank at Knife Point to get high, thinking this guilt would go away. But you know what? Every day that I woke up, the guilt had not left. I'd look in the mirror. I'd wash my face. It would not be me I seen. It'd be that little boy I'd killed his daddy. It'd be my wife crying at the door of the visiting room on her way out with the kids, them crying. Her saying, Daddy, or the kids saying, Daddy, please come home. Her saying, Tony, please give your life to Jesus. He'll forgive you. It'll be okay. We can get through this. I didn't believe God could do anything for me. There's no way God could love somebody like me. Why? Because I hated me. There's a scripture in the bible says love the god love god with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind with all your body with all your strength and love your neighbor as yourself well that was hard for me i might be able to get those first ones but i couldn't love my neighbor as me because i hated me i hated who i was i got sent to mcallister a riot broke out one officer was cut real bad that night, uh, they, they had f- seven hostages on my side. The other side had five hostages. Finally, the next morning, they, just, they they injured five so bad that they had to release them during that night. The next morning, they still had two officers on my side. They decided to leave release them. And the officers come down that hall with guns. They all had weapons. They all had guns. They come down looking for somebody shooting. Even the tough guys found a place to get into. They put me in a cell with a man named Jimmy Maxwell. Jimmy was a weightlifter, had muscles all over him, had muscles on his eyelids, man. <laughs> I remember being in that cell and the officers were so angry over what had happened that they would come by and throw them trays in the, in the bean hole. And in anger, we'd grab them and throw them back at them. That went on for three days. And on the third day, I told them, Hey, man. Jimmy, grab the first tray. i I started getting hungry, man. I wanted something to eat, amen. Started feeling sorry for myself and I cried out to God. God, where are you at in my life? Show me you're real. God didn't answer me, so I accused him. I said, that's what I thought. Nothing for Tony Mack. I was just born to go to hell. Went to sleep. In my sleep, I had a dream. Satan was coming down a hallway from hell. You could see the reflection of fire he was coming to get me. He was going to take me straight to hell. I knew he was. Right when he got right to me, this dream was so real, he, his face was, was just burnt. I can't explain it. Wrinkled and burnt. Eyes like cat like eyes. Horns. He had clubbed feet. He was coming after me, man. And, and he got right here. This dream was so real, his spit was coming out and hitting me in the face. I was terrified. I remember thinking, God, I wish this could change. Trying to break loose from my restraints, but I was held fast. A light came on above me, a bright shining light. All darkness fled. This light shined right down on Satan. I was sitting in the electric chair. That was the first part of this dream. This light shined down on Satan. He looked up and fear hit his face. Can I tell you Satan's afraid of God?
5: Yeah, yeah.
4: He's afraid of God because he knows his end. When, when you feel guilt and shame and Satan tries to remind you of your past, do me a favor and remind him of his future. That's right. Tell him where he's going yeah. so you can bring my past up all you want. But God said it's cast as far away as the east is from the west, never to be remembered no more. I remember in this dream I got to where I could look up, it was Jesus Christ that was the source of all that light. Praise Satan Lord. screamed and shot down that hall after Jesus told him, This one will belong to me. I ran from God through the prison system for eleven years. Candy's mama died. She followed me from everywhere. They'd gotten so afraid of me at one point. I had what like like a, a restraining order is filed on people on the streets that what I that was people would, inmates would file these restraining orders on me inside prison, they're called separatists. At one point there was no prisons they could send me to, they would have to move people to send me to a prison, that's how violent I became inside prison. I had hurt officers, I'd send officers to hospital, I sent inmates to hospitals, I never killed anybody while I was in. I remember walking into a visiting yard 11 years after doing time, 11 years this woman followed me around and I seen on her face a hurt. They had just found out that her mama had lung cancer and was dying. She asked me to be, be strong so she could lean on me. I walked out of the visiting room, beat two guys up over a dope deal and got locked up. Candy's mama died. I got sent to McAllister and put in a cell where it's an underground prison. Every wall had a demon brought on it. Every kind of gang graffiti. Everybody down there hating everybody else. For 140 days I was in this, in this hole. Kenny's letters had went down from three and four pages down to just a few paragraphs. But at the end of every one, she would write, Tony, please. Jesus is knocking on your heart's door. Only you can open it. I remember wishing it was true. Oh, if God could just love me. Oh, if I hadn't been born bad. I longed for him to love me. But I believed that lie. I was just born to go to hell. I remember. They called me. I had a visit. I went up to see my wife. She had lost so much weight. She looked so ill. So sick. I was afraid when I looked at her I remember picking up the phone and lying to her telling her I quit doing drugs I quit anything just tell me you're going to be better believe me I love my wife I just never knew how to love her like a godly man supposed to love his wife the whole visit she didn't talk she just cried tears rolled down her eyes and dripped off her chin at the end of it they come over the intercom and said her visit was over and her little hand was so weak from malnutrition. That's how sick she was. Her hand was shaking with that phone. I still remember. I still see it today. She said, Tony, please. I don't know how much longer I can do this. Please give Jesus your heart. She told me she loved me and she hung that phone up and I watched her as far as I could watch her through that plexiglass window. Afraid she was going to wreck going home. Afraid that she would die before I seen her again. I went to my cell. There was a letter they had brought around while I was at visit from my daughters. This letter said, Daddy, please do something. Mama can't eat. She can't sleep. Please, Daddy, do something. I never felt so helpless. So lost. So alone. What could I do? What could I do? I remember that night trying to go to sleep, tormented by by guilt and shame. Everywhere I looked, it seemed like a demon was looking back at me off of these walls. and, And I rolled over on my back once and looked at the ceiling. There was nothing up there. And I remembered something I learned when I was a little boy. My family used to take me to church. My uncle, he told me this one time. That Jesus was the name above all names. So I got a little pencil and I climbed up on that mattress and I wrote the name of Jesus on that ceiling. I laid back down and I remember so worried for my family. So guilty looking at that name. I closed my eyes I said Jesus I know I'm too filthy to even call your name I'm dirty God and I don't deserve to call on you but my little wife has loved you her whole life please God help her and I said amen the next morning, the guy next door was kicking his door. He said he had intercepted a note that said I was going to fulfill a contract and kill him. It was a lie, but he believed it. He had been up on methamphetamine for two weeks. They came and got him, took him to a no-contact room, come back and told me, we have a place for you. And right then, something inside of me broke. I remember kicking that door and telling that cop, what are you going to do with me? What are you going to do with me? I'm on the bottom of the barrel. I'm the scum of the earth. Where are you going to take me from here? Right then, I began to remember every stinking dirty thing that I had done to my family, to other people. They handcuffed me and shackled me and took me from that cell to another cell on H H Block that was death row. I remember... They, I was shackled, hand and foot, belly chained. And, and I walked with everything around in a little bag. And, and I got over to the cell and they opened the cell door. And the first thing I see in the cell is a picture of Jesus Christ. The next thing I see is this Christian. Lips touching both ears. You're Tony Mac, ain't you? I said, oh Lord. They put me in here as a Bible thumper. He said, son, I've been been hearing about you for 11 years. He said, and it's not by mistake that they put you in this cell. It's appointed by God. It's divine appointment. He said, right now, your family needs you more than they ever have. And it's time for you to quit being a little boy and become a man. I remember looking at him and telling him, save it. There's no way God could save me. He said, Tony, he saved me. This guy had been on death row, had just got his life, his death sentence overturned to a life without. Had been on H block for six years in this cave. He was just glowing. Shared scripture for three days. On the third day, he hit this scripture, Acts 16 31. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved, and your house. That stopped me in my tracks. Right then, I knew my house was my family. Right then, God ministered to my heart. He pierced my heart with his word. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. I said, Michael, you mean if I ask God into my heart that he's going to help my whole family? He'll save me and he'll help. He said, it's not a promise from me, Tony. It's a promise from God. I remember that night I laid down and for the first time I wasn't accusing God. I cried out to him. I said, God, my wife's always told you how you love me. God, do you really love me? He said, Tony, I knew your name on the cross. I said, but God, what about the dirty things that I've done in my life? All the sins I've committed, he said, son, I will cast your sins as far away as the east is from the west. It was not an audible voice. Listen to me. God spoke to me through his word. I'd heard it when I was a young man. This word came back to my heart immediately. It may as well been a shout because I knew it was from him. I said, but God, I've tried to quit doing drugs. I've tried everything. Nothing ever has helped. He said, son, you've never tried me, and you can do all things through me because I will strengthen you. I went to sleep in the very next morning. Man, I slept such a peaceful night. I woke up. Michael's making these roses. He was still glowing. Right then, I asked myself, what's making him glow? Immediately, an answer came to me. Jesus. Jesus give him that peace. Right then, right there, I wanted Christ in my heart more than I've ever wanted drugs, more than I've ever wanted anything. I said, Michael, he heard the desperation in my voice and he dropped that rose and he turned around. I said, I want to know that Jesus said, you know, I want to ask him in my heart. I want to be set free. I want to have the peace that you have. And he grabbed me by the hands and he led me through the sinner's prayer. And I felt the chains of anger, of shame and guilt, of fear just hit the ground like yesterday's news. God filled me with an agape love, I found out later, because I started grinning and crying at the (laughs) same time. I remember, boy, I had to tell somebody. My cell partner already knows. I looked up, here come an officer down the walk. I kicked the door, hey! Hey! I'm saved. He said, oh my God. He took off. It scared him. He was down at the end of the run. I heard him telling people there's something wrong with Tony Mack. But there wasn't nothing wrong with Tony Mack. For the first time in my life, everything was right with Tony Mack. The Bible says, let your light so shine before men. If they may see your good works. Glorify. Glorify your Father. In heaven. My life is to glorify him. Amen. Amen. First part of my life. Was horrible. As my wife was talking about it. I remember it. With a sad feeling of shame. I still. Look in the mirror someday and see that little boy's face in the courtroom. I still see it. But I know I'm forgiven. I know God has washed me clean. And today my life is spent trying to glorify him. Listen to me, I fail. I'm just human. I make mistakes. But boy, I'm trying. I'm trying to give him everything I got. I had a gentleman ask me one time, do you think 15 years is worth a man's life? And I said, no, sir. The rest of my life in prison wouldn't pay for that. But God's using me today. I'm doing everything I can to try to help people. Not because I'm trying to pay back what God did. You can't. My kids couldn't. My grandkids couldn't. Nobody. We can work for generations and never pay back what God done. But because I love him and I want to glorify him. Amen. I want to live my life. Let my life be a love song for Jesus. So when somebody can take a look at my old past, my old man, and they can say, golly, he really did kill that fella. That Tony Max dead. Now I'm a brand new man. The Bible says any man being in Christ is a new creation old things are passed away behold all things become new
3: when you stray from the fold and there's trouble in your soul can't you hear the blessed savior calling you when your soul is lost in sin and you're at your journey's end can't you hear the Blessed Savior calling you? Calling you. Calling you. Calling you. Calling you. Can't you hear the Blessed Savior calling you? He will take you by the hand, lead you to that Promised Land. Can't you hear the Blessed Savior calling you? You journey day by day And temptation comes your way Can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you If you'll follow in His light He will always guide you right Can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you Calling you Calling you Calling you Calling you Can't you hear the blessed? Savior calling you He will take you by the hand, lead you to that promised land. Can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you? friends cannot be found Can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you If you'll follow Him each day He will brighten up your way Can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you Calling you Calling you Calling you, calling you. Can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you the world's we'll taking you by the hand, lead you to that promised land. Can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you? Can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you?
1: Well, friends, we don't like to close any program without asking you, do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? And Tony Mack would never end a program without asking you if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior. So we want to make sure that you know, that you know, that you know. If you died today, you would go to heaven.
2: We would like for you to pray this sinner's prayer with us. And you can know that you know that Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life. Lord, forgive me a sinner. Come into my heart. Take complete control of my life. Help me to walk in your footsteps by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you've prayed that little simple prayer, we would love to hear from you. Give us a call, 618-383-2107. We've got some materials that we would love to send you, and we'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to hear your testimony and your witness.
1: And here's another song by Sunshine Road. I found salvation on the jailhouse floor. I on love, the jailhouse floor? I love this song, and it, and it goes right along with Tony yep. Mack's testimony, how he found salvation.
3: There once was a time When I was dead inside I cussed the Lord for the day I was born And prayed to the devil to die Just when I thought the devil had won Someone opened up the door The king of kings I'll tell you what he's done for me, and I know what he'll do for you. It makes no difference what you've done. You've a friend in the one that I adore. The King of Kings. we mm-hmm.
0: lost without hope 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road in my hand was a track the preacher had read his words still echoing in the back of
1: my head i felt so ashamed of my hey drivers, we appreciate you letting us ride along with you in the cab. And you can contact us at 618-383-2107 or you can log on to our website at lonesomeroad.org and check us out on the web. You can listen to all of our radio programs on our website on our broadcast from the past page. So check it out. And if you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, then give us a call and let us know. Broken
0: hearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. 18 wheels are rolling Down that old Lonesome road And I share the good news Wherever I go Yes, there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be And I tell everybody What's happened to me How I felt So ashamed When I thought of my past But I called His name This chance could it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Brokenhearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees The day I met Jesus at the foot of the cross Brokenhearted and lonesome, so long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree